Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the Talking... Okay, <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast on the New Pod World Order Network. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast... Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. Welcome to episode 21 of the Talking Cod's Wallet podcast. This week I'm here with a friend of mine from real life, which is always fun. <laughs> and his name is Mike G. Bell. Hello. Welcome to the show, Mike. Usually I'd just go by Mike Bell, but throw the middle initial in there. Why not? I don't care. Well, you put it on Twitter. So. At Mike G. Bell on Twitter and most other places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Pimping already. <laughs> but yes so this is this is mike hello uh, hello again <laughs> don't adjust it's yourself. Really gonna be mean. you're saying hello to each other this part isn't it <laughs> pretty much yeah don't adjust your radio sets he is liverpudlian <laughs> oh i'm really teasing oh, we've had this conversation before <laughs> <laughs> no do you know what? i do like the liverpudlian accent so i'm only te- i really am only teasing do you prefer the modern day liverpudlian accent like i've got now or do you prefer the um the old days uh paul mccartney kind of uh liverpool accent <laughs> the the one you've got because i can't i don't like paul mccartney the one where you've got to shake your head when you do it you see? <laughs> <laughs> Well, then there's always the John Lennon Liverpool accent where you want to drown people in a fish tank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually quite funny that you're doing Beatles impressions because we've got a little game later. Oh, right. Okay. And it's relating to the Beatles. So hopefully you know your stuff. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me asking you, do you know all pirates because you live near the coast? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know every single pirate in the world. <laughs> Blackbeard. I am the captain now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, say so how have you been? Because it's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, I mean, when, would, when there was the last time? I think the last time I saw you was when we stole the hotel room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you told that story? I don't show? think that story has been told yet. Uh, <laughs> the time when my when my phone got violated. <laughs> Oh god! Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll briefly tell the story. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the last time I saw Jem in person would have been was it October? I think it was. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it was October. Yeah. Uh, back end of 2017, anyway, and uh, a bunch of us all got together because uh, it was an impractical Joker show. Yep. And we all got together and we had booked, a, a, like, a, a hotel room, essentially. Um, quite a big, like, apartment hotel roomy type thing. Yes. And now I stayed in the hotel room that we had booked. You did. So did I. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I had to look after Lucy, who was paralytic. <laughs> uh, but other people, like Haley and Callum and people, uh, decided Terry, to. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Carrie, yeah. They, they decided to go on a bit of a wander in the middle of the night and somehow han- managed to get into the hotel room next door. How they all slept in there instead. How they managed it was because Haley accidentally gave them the wrong room number for our room because we were yeah. all supposed to be staying together. I think there was about... There was more people than we told them anyway. Yeah, yeah. seven or eight people in a room that was booked for like six people. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he said, oh, well, here's the key. And he just set up the key and everything, gave him a, gave her the card. And then when she got upstairs, she realised that she'd given the wrong number. <laughs> so... After, so he has a free hotel room. Yeah. So not only do we have, like, sneak in an extra two people, but we actually got a free, completely free room. So that was fun. Also, jousting down the corridor was also fun, but I think you missed that, didn't you? I wasn't there for that, yeah. I, I think yeah. I was asleep by that point, yeah. I think so. I'd had a very long day. Yes. <laughs> I, I think so, yeah. Cause it, I won't kept... go into all the details with that, but I don't have a car anymore because of that day. Oh, was so, that the day that that happened? That was that oh. day, yeah. yeah. That was why when I got to the hotel, I was extremely pissed off, sweaty. And in fact, no, yeah, I was sweaty. I'd been poured down in the rain and somehow so i was just soaked twice through and i got there and just got handed this massive jack daniels and coke i just went right okay <laughs> just give me all the booze <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you, you sometimes you just need it don't you when it's uh when it's a horrible day oh, but God. it got better didn't it yes so. it certainly did it certainly did we yeah. we we went out and and mooted our hearts out yes we did yeah yes even so- if Oh, sorry. Even if someone did steal my baseball cap, I still don't know where that went to. I have no idea. No. I want to got I got attacked by um, lots of stick on tattoos, temporary tattoos. Yes, I think we all did. Yeah. And I got told off by the Fab Cafe for walking around without a shirt on. <laughs> it's just to tell people, Mike has a tendency. We're going all out of order here. <laughs> yeah, Mike has a tendency at Ant Moots to strip off. And his shirt usually. I've I've never seen anything other than his shirt come off. So yeah. <laughs> you've seen the, your phone. Well, yes, I have seen my phone. So I haven't got that picture anymore. I have to say because okay. every every time that I scrolled through my pictures, all of a sudden there was this picture. Can I say what it was? <laughs> no. I'm going to say what it was anyway. <laughs> so I left my phone in the room. And I thought, oh, I can trust these people, you know, walk away. And I'll just go pop downstairs for a cigarette. And then I came back up. And it wasn't until the next morning when I'm sat having my breakfast. It was bright took the really, photos. Yeah, feeling really, 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 really hungover that I suddenly pull out my phone and look through my photos that I took. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm greeted by the hairiest bum that you can <laughs> ever see in the world. Cheers. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was, and I was like... <laughs> I was like, um, we yeah. After you left, we were all going. Wouldn't it be funny if he just imacked that bit? <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't wax. It was imac. No, no, that's worse. Trust me. Imac isn't waxes. Oh no, no. Trust me, from a guy who's experienced both now. Oh really? Not on me, arse. Not on me, arse. Now, but him, no. Yeah, anyway, but, so I did find yeah. I did find it highly amusing. So guess we should probably 
go back and explain how we even know each other to begin with. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Okay. Well, you interview me. That's why I came along. <laughs> I know. I know, but it's more like a chat type thing. It's not really an interview. It's a chat and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's not like a professional interview or anything like that. But, well, let's start with the Antmoot thing, because you obviously invented Antmoot, didn't you? Uh, yeah, me, me and Andy Weas, uh, at Vaults of Extoth on Twitter. We, uh, essentially the, uh, it was the very first Joker show in Manchester at the Academy. And I was thinking to myself, Oh, wouldn't it be good if it was a bunch of us ants could get together just for a, a bite to eat and a drink before the show? Um, because I knew there were a few Northwest located ants. So, uh, I mean, myself, Andy lives in Sheffield, or Sheffield, because there's no HMV. Um, inside joke for anyone who knows the 50 Foot Nerds podcast. <laughs> we'll get to that too. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Andy's in, in Sheffield, and my friend Joe, who people may know as, um, doesn't tweet so much these days, but used to, he was very prolific back in the day. Uh, me, Mum, Steve, Dave. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, my friend Joe, he lives maybe 10 minutes up the road from me. I used to work with him. So we decided, well, seeing as us three are going together, why don't we see if other people want to come along and what have you? And I got talking to Claire, Claire Goffred, who, what, I can't remember her Twitter handle. It's me. at Miss Spell UK. There you go then. Yep. Um, yeah, so she is, she, we, we got to talk and, and I said, let, you know, we should, you know, organize something by which I meant, Claire, you go ahead and organize everything. I've come up with the idea. <laughs> so she did. <laughs> she she organized the pub, she organized food, and we just spread the word between us. And we got there. And there was, I think, we've come up with a number of 18, but I still think there may have been more of us there. Yeah. So those those guys who were at the, uh, that Aunt Muta are known as the OG 18. I mean, it's been a couple of, adopted OG 18ers. Yeah. I was going to say, I think me and Lucy have, you know, sort of introduced into that OG 18, haven't we? Because we do tend to come to quite a lot of them, so. Speaking of the OG 18, Claire and Phil have both tweeted me, uh, sorry, text me tonight. Oh, have they? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Phil Belch, uh, who's one of our, uh, one of our gang as well. I forget his Twitter as well. Oh, I can't pronounce his Twitter. It's, um, the... The, I'm not going to be able to say it. I don't, I don't I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I'll look it up while I'm talking. But we all went to see the show, and afterwards there was a bar over the road called Big Hands. Stupid name, but there you go. So we were all sitting in there. We were talking about what would be the collective noun for a group of ants who've all got together, and we were talking about ant meetups. Or no, that's a bit, you know, it's it's not really catchy. It's a bit too on the nose. And me and Andy are both fans of Tolkien, Lord of the Rings. In, in those movies, there are the, the, the talking and walking trees, the Ents. Yeah. And they all get together and have an Ent moot. So I went, we shall call it Ant moot. And Andy was like, yeah, that's brilliant, Ant moot. Blah, blah, blah. So I think I was the one who actually first said the word. And then it kind of just caught on from there. And now it amazes me when I see on, go on Twitter, I see like, hey, there's a moot in New, in, in New, Las Vegas this weekend. There's a moot in New York. Who's coming to San Francisco Comic Con for an Ant moot? And I'm just like, shit, I invented this word and it's got out 
sense of control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is mental, isn't it? Because I'm on the Ant Meetups page on Twitter. Yeah. And yeah, quite often, like I'll tweet out a hashtag ant moot and things like that. And yeah, it literally is, it's just spreading the word, isn't it? And it's just gone so far. Like even Australia use it yeah. now. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, cause I think originally, like the video days before, uh, before the guys came over here, I mean, when, when I say early days, I mean, I'm not talking early, early days. Um, cause I'll get to that, but, um, I think before, the word ant moot was invented there was some uses of the words ant swarm yes yeah because when i went over to america for the first time yeah there was an ant meet up there and yeah they that's called right them ant swarms yeah she I, I, it seems a bit aggressive though doesn't it yeah yeah but and that's the thing about you know the ant moot and ant moot you know terminology it's because ant moot the ants all get together not not necessarily every day or anything like that. They only come together when it's necessary. They come together just to have a chat and see what's going on and, you know, just be around each other. And that's exactly what we do as an ant. Yeah, it's exactly it? what we do. Yeah. 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 Whereas yeah. a swarm, as you say, sounds very aggressive. Yeah, it's like we're under attack. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So ant mute is definitely a very good. Well done. Well yeah, done thank you. For that one. Yeah, because um, I actually arranged a... Well, an ant meetup beforehand because the word hadn't been invented. Uh, mm-hmm. It was actually the day before in London. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, it was successful in some ways, but it was also unsuccessful because a lot of people were just like on their phones and things like that. And it was. Yes. So disappointed because I'd put so much effort into yes. organizing it or getting the word out. And like I yeah. single handedly done everything myself and made sure that everyone got there. And then everyone was just like. <sighs> yeah, we we saw photos for that because me and Claire were talking to each other the night yeah. before the 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 first ant moot, if you like, and um, and we were saying, oh, here's some photos coming through from the from the meetup in London, and it was just people sitting at separate tables on phones with each other, and then we made sure that we were like, right, okay, well, we're gonna make sure our meetup goes with a bit more of a bang, so that's why the first photos that were going out. With people, you know, drinking, laughing, having fun. The videos, there is actually on the 50 Foot Nerds uh, YouTube channel, which is, uh, I think it's video.50footnerds.co.uk or something. I can't remember whatever it is. If if you go on the YouTube, if it's YouTube for 50 Foot Nerds, have a look on there. There is video from the first ant moot of inside the pub before the show and at big hands after the show. Unfortunately, we don't get the moment on camera where we came up with the phrase ant moot. Oh. But there is video from moments after where Andy is just shouting, and moot! <laughs> so, we have footage from the night. And we just, we just wanted everyone to just have fun and enjoy yeah. time. In fact, you get to see the moment where I named Debry Debry for the first time on that video. Oh, really? Why is he called Debry, by the way? Purely because when I'm going around on the video and I'm introducing people, bear in mind, I've only known these people. For five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so so we had um, James Beady, who you may know from Twitter. We yeah. saw him on the street as we were driving to the car park before going to the pub. Is that an ant in the wild? Ant in the wild. That's where that phrase comes from. Yeah. It's because I shouted it um, out the window. I shouted, ant in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that. He. So I knew him. Um, Phil, I knew because he's like 11 foot tall. Yes. And built like a, a tank. 
Yeah, so, but he's also like a teddy bear as well. He's he is. So he is. I love Phil. He's, yeah. he's like awesome. I love getting Phil cuddles from him anytime yeah. that I'm in an amp mood where he's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so cuddly and you just want to like squidge him. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Justin, I, I couldn't remember his name. And purely because I'm a fan of wrestling uh, and there is a wrestler with a sweet long beard called Daniel Bryan. Okay. His name gets shortened to Debry, and I saw Justin and his beard, and thought, right, this is Debry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's where his nickname. He's the only person I know, I think, with a nickname on World the Ants. <laughs> I think so. Purely because yeah. I just couldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Great origin story for the Ant Moot, and also there's probably a lot of people that actually don't know why it's called Ant Moot. Like I know. Yeah. reason why because obviously like you just explained but yeah there's probably a lot of people yeah, out there it's only that... really our circle who who know yeah. where it came from because i mean as much as i'm now known as the king of the ant moot <laughs> if you like <laughs> he's he's doing adverted commas yeah and that only really come about because there was a halloween ant moot in 2016 I want to say, yeah, I wasn't yeah. at that one either. Back so. in the yes, back in the two yes, well, back in the 2016, I was in hospital and came out of hospital. Uh, I'd been in for two weeks. I came out of hospital about three days before the Halloween moot, and I had, didn't really have much time to throw a costume together. So I just had this plastic crown and a scepter, and I threw that on, and basically, and I went out into Manchester. As the, there was a guy who I used to watch on a wrestling YouTube channel who used to dress as a king, and I had a T-shirt of of, of his uh, from their website that I bought, and I, th- I threw that on, put the crown on, and I thought, right, I'm going as him for Halloween, the easiest costume I could muster up. Yeah. And everyone kept calling me king all night and asking to wear the crown, and it got to the point where that I thought, oh, the next time we go out, I'll, w- I'll bring the crown with me for a joke. Yeah. And now that has evolved into I wear that crown every time we go out. Yes, I noticed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where this phrase, King of the Antmoot, has come about. But because we keep so insular, in a way, with our group, I'm known as this this guy, King of the Antmoots, and the inventor of the phrase Antmoot. But not many people know that. There's only a few people who do. Mm. Which suits me down to the ground. I've never wanted to be like Johnny Antill, you know what I mean? I don't want to be at the top of everyone waving my flag going, hey, look at me. I'm just perfectly, perfectly happy just to sit and listen to the podcast and go out every now and again, have a drink with my friends and enjoy yeah. myself. And, you know, I'll, I'll wear my TSD fandom on my sleeve. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not doing it for recognition. You know what I mean? Pulling on their shirt tails or hanging yeah, up there, yeah, you know? tails, tails from the coat, tails from the coat. Yes, there you go. <laughs> but um, going back to OG, back at episode one, I was there, Josh Groban. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there then. I came in at ninety six, just before the legend of ninety seven. <laughs> oh, ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, but still, I've been I've been around for a long, long time. So, well, I think I have anyway. So, I've got mm. the ink to prove it now as well. So, I uh, know I've seen it in person. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But going back to earlier, because we were talking about how we originally met. I think it was Nottingham. Oh yeah, sorry. It certainly was. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that was such a good night. God. The Haunted Hotel. Yeah, the Haunted you Hotel. You were there for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, you'll have to tell that story. But with regards to, yes, us meeting, I think it was just, I can't remember the reason why we were meeting up. I think it was just because. We just wanted a summer route. Yeah, we wanted to get together. Yep. And we were staying in this hotel that was <laughs> insane. <laughs> and Oh, the hotel. I can't remember the name of it now. I can't either, but it was it was in really good location, I have to say. It wasn't, it was the top of a hill and I hated walking up it. Oh, okay, but it was quite close to the city centre was what I meant. So yeah, it was in a horrible it oh, was yeah. on a horrible yeah. hill, yeah. Yeah. It was it was alright, I think. I know do you know what? It was it was a good hotel. It was a lot of fun was had there. But the don't go to Nottingham because there's so many hills. <laughs> it's my same same advice for Newquay. Just never go there. It's a lovely town, but don't go there if you don't like to walk up hills like yeah. I don't. The same with Foy as well in Corn- Cornwall or Foy, as some people oh. call it. That is is just they've got this steep hill that's like like that. Yeah. Basically vertical near enough. So. Oh God. Um, nope. I remember we, we got to Nottingham, but it all checked in, and then we went to go and meet you down at, like, the oldest pub in the world or something yeah. stupid it was, yeah. But before that happened, though, I actually met you in your room. I think you'd just come out of the shower. Or Shit, one of I was in the shower? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, basically, because right, I'd, yeah. I'd done all of these, I'd made all of these patches. I don't know where mine went. Oh, I, well, I made that. that with love, and thanks for losing it. It's it's in my room somewhere. I just don't know where. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I was going around and I was knocking on people's doors and I was going patches, patches, get your patches, patches, and like people were getting them and giving me money or whatever. But then also Lucy, who's also been on the show. Love Lucy. She's awesome. Yeah, I do too. And she she was on. She was on level six. <laughs> we couldn't work out how to get on level six because only one of the lifts actually went up that way. <laughs> and I was like, but there isn't. Because <laughs> I'd got one one lift. And I was no like, but there is no yeah. lift six. <laughs> floor six. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had Jez with us as well, didn't we? Oh, don't say his name three times or he shall appear. And he just spat my drink out then. <laughs> He was an interesting person. So. Oh, he's, he's a story for another time. Not <laughs> I think he's a story for this time. <laughs> but if, if anyone's going to tell the story of Jez, it's got to be Dean Bry. You've got to get him on. Yeah, actually, definitely need to yeah. get him to do it. Because I think he had to hang he, around with he him. He was the a most. trooper that night. Yeah, he took the sacrifice for all of us. Yeah, and we yeah. all all ran away into the lift didn't we <laughs> we ran away to the train station as well the next day <laughs> yeah he caught up with us though unfortunately <laughs> oh, oh dear God. no well well this when we're talking about this this hotel uh we we thought it was haunted mainly because the lift decided to work and then not work at other times then there was the time that me and justin we, we were sharing a room at separate beds and <laughs> we we put the, the, the TV remotes in the middle of one of the beds and the pair of us turned away to do whatever we were doing, unpacking our bags, and there was a clatter and the remote had jumped off the bed onto the floor <gasps> on its own. Zoom. I know, spooky yeah. stuff. There was a few other things as well. I can't remember them all, though. No, no, I'm trying to think because there was, I know that, like a year The lights late- would go funny as well, yeah. Yeah, a year later, 
I went back to the hotel and like it lift... was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the lift um it kept going down, but I worked out the reason why it kept going down because we kept pressing the down button. <laughs> That'll be why. <laughs> but in our drunken state we were just like Whoa! We'd end up in the basement and a couple of the Hoovers came up with us. So, yeah, I like that hotel, though, in a way, because it was like we we played Cards Against Humanity. So that was the first time I'd ever played Cards Against Humanity. Oh, God. well, we played Roll and Roll as well. We did. I brought that. Yeah, that was yeah. that was fun. That. <laughs> and there was so many periscopes going on as well. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, the infamous periscopes from the hotel. And there's <laughs> that woman who couldn't get her finger out of her ring. Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scream in the hotel now. <laughs> and of course, Mike's there periscoping her. I was bladdered. I don't know what was going on. I just thought, do you know what? This is too good to miss. <laughs> so there's me sitting on the sofa in this hotel foyer at like two o'clock in the morning. With no shirt on, <laughs> periscoping this woman who's screaming at the place town because she's got a ring on her finger too tight, and the, and the guy who working at the reception desk has been playing cards against humanity with those with all night is now having to try and prize this ring off with a pair of pliers. <laughs> And then once she got it off, the woman came and sat down with us and started playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, it was... <laughs> oh, God, it was so funny. Like, even the memory of it was so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> this is not making good for podcasting. I need to stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah so this yeah that woman was nuts wasn't she <laughs> <laughs> just a bit yeah <laughs> so anyway well let's talk about current things what's, okay. what's new with you because at the moment you've written a script haven't you i well i've never stopped writing a script I, i've been um <clears throat> for those who, who who don't know my background i've been acting uh and directing short films uh, since I was about 16, 17. Okay, cool. Actually, I didn't know that, so... Did you not know it? No. Yeah, no, I I, I was acting for quite a while. Did a bunch of plays, uh, short films, did a couple of bit parts in some independent British films, did some uh, tours, uh, some uh, acting tours. I actually made a, my living as an actor for a short while. For a couple of years, that was like my main source of income back when I was like early 20s, uh, and then I had my kid, and uh, that that went on the back burner for a while. It was, being a dad was more important. Yeah. So I did that for 10 years, and then when she she turned 10, just October just gone, oh, I was like, okay, um, yeah, she's, oh, God, she's like a, she's, she's just this little woman. She's funny. So I thought, right, now that she's, like, old enough to kind of, you know, she doesn't need me to be with her twenty four seven anymore. I thought, right, okay, I can start to get back into what I used to do. And then, funnily enough, my old producer got in touch with me, and he said to me, he said, uh, "It's been ten years since 
we did this play together called Death by Chocolate, which I wrote. He said to me, it's been 10 years. He said he'd always wanted to put it back on again, but he hadn't wanted to do it without me. And he said, as the 10 year anniversary, would you want to come on board and let's get it going again? So I said, okay. So I started redrafting the script. And in the meantime, that was like October of last year. In the meantime, uh, they had a little sketch show, uh, which I wrote a small sketch for about Vikings. It was all about local history uh, and the history of Runcor, which is, okay. uh, funny enough, where, where D-Barrett's farm is, this little town kind of halfway between Liverpool and Manchester. So I wrote about Vikings when they tried to invade Runcorn and failed. Uh, I, 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 so I wrote that for them. And then we started to cast the play, which is now known as Murder at Cadbury Manor. Yes, which I saw a clip of on uh, the Facebook page, which looks very, very funny. Yes, yeah, that it will, now that the, the show is cast, can basically reveal what it's about. Uh, we had our first read-through with the full final script, with the full final cast on Friday, just gone. And the, the show is all about the events that take place in a British country manor called Cadbury Manor, <laughs> where Sir Toby Larone is murdered. And it's up to, uh, up to the audience to decide, to try and figure out who killed him from any of the guests that could be the maid, Malteser, uh, the model, Felicity Flake, the local <laughs> vicar, Friar Tuckshop. Uh, his friends, Lord and Lady Thornton, <laughs> the ex-wife, Veronica Viscount, the, the butler, Bourneville, the doctor, Wilbur Whisper, the artist, Louis the, Thru- the Fruit Pastille, or could it even be the dastardly Drifter Brothers? <laughs> Who knows? I do. <laughs> That's good. But to, to kind of kick off the road to Cabri Manor, as we're calling it, we released on the Soup Productions... That's the name of the theatre company, Soup Productions. On their uh, tw- on their Facebook page, if you go on there now, you'll see a short film that I wrote and directed, which is a news report all about um, the report of Sir Toby's death. And um, we shot that. Uh, funny enough, it was it was all shot on a green screen. Uh, it's my first time ever working with green screen, um, and we shot that inside a uh, Runcorn Town Hall. We just went there for the day. It was me, the, uh, the producer. Uh, D. Bry was there. He was my cameraman. He shoots a lot of short films and whatever as well. Uh, and then the actors, uh, Seb and Matt, and they came on board and we, we shot that. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was good times. We shot another thing that day as well, which will be released later down the line. Okay, so that's top secret at the moment <laughs> that, then. That is top secret for now. Can we have a hint as to what it is? Let's just say you'll be seeing a lot more of the manor. Okay. Okay. Um, we have some more things that we're going to share with you down the line. We, uh, I may as well say this now. You're going to get some exclusives here, here John. Um, <laughs> we're looking to start a soup podcast. Okay. Which will be uh, detailing the production of Murder at Cadbury Manor. And also, you know, as well as saying about what we've been up to that week with regards to rehearsals. We're also just going to be doing normal podcastery stuff, just trying to make each other laugh, telling stories and jokes and what have you. Yeah. Uh, we recorded the read-through on Friday, and when we get close 
to the actual show dates, I will be releasing a couple of minutes of that as an audio play. So you'll get music, you'll get sound effects. Uh, the, the audio That's quality cool. of the, uh, of the dialogue isn't fantastic because of where we recorded it. I mean, maybe if there's time between now and then, I might get the actors to sit down and do their lines, you know, one at a time with actual microphone properly and we'll record it as, as an actual audio experience. But we'll, we'll wait until you'll get something anyway. And that'll just be a little taster for the show before people come and see you. So I want oh. everyone there who can make it. Okay, then what date is that then? The show itself is going to be on two nights. Uh, it is um, at the Brindley Arts Centre in Runcorn, and it's going to be on Friday the 26th and Saturday the 27th of October. Okay. Uh, evening performances at 7.30pm start, and we also have an afternoon matinee on the Saturday, and that is a 2pm start. Okay. okay? Uh, tickets are £12 each. And I was going to say, be, where can you get them from? So, yeah, yeah, tickets are twelve pound each, and they can be ordered via call in the box office on oh one five one nine oh seven eight three six zero, or you can order your tickets online and even select your seating. Uh, we, if you go to uh, www.thebrindley.org.uk. Okay, fantastic. So, yes, so everybody in the UK who listens, you have mm-hmm. to go to that. Because I think it'll be really fun. There will be an ant move that weekend to coincide with it. Hey, well, that's, that's going to be, um, that's going to be the icebreaker. We're definitely going to go now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I know there's already some people who've already booked their tickets. Like the 26 percenters, they're coming down from the Northeast. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it's always nice to see them. Yeah, definitely. I love definitely. That. I love Hannah and Claire. Also, while you were talking about TV, mm-hmm. you were also on a game show, weren't you? Um, um, uh, I've been on a couple of game shows in my in my time. No, but I mean recently. Recently, yeah, uh, I was on a game show, ATV afternoon quiz show called Tenable. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Yep. My team was called the Sonic Screwdrivers. It was <laughs> me and a bunch of uh, friends of mine. We're uh, we're Doctor Who fans. We're members of the Merseyside local group of Doctor Who fans. That's brilliant. And what's it like actually being on a TV set? Uh, you like a TV um, game show sort of? On a game show? Yeah. Do you know what? It, it, I've done a couple of them now. I've done this one and back, oh gosh, probably about eight years ago, I was on The Weakest Link. Oh, we came. Um, yeah, yeah. I came third at The Weakest Link. Which, hey, uh, so you weren't quite close, the weakest one Close, then. but not quite there, yeah. And the guy who won, actually, he said to me, he said in that final round, he hadn't, he, he stopped paying attention for something, for a reason, and didn't realise that I actually did better than the other woman. And he said to me, he said, if I'd have realised that you were doing better, I'd have taken you through to the final. Which is annoying, because I knew all the answers to the final. <laughs> so I would have won some money. But, no, it, it, do you know what? It's, it's done literally pretty much all in one go. You would okay. think that they would shoot around, stop, do whatever they need to do, then have a, have a bit of a break, start getting out. It's literally as soon as you're going, you're going. Mm. Um, especially with, with Tenable, is um, they we they sat us down on the set, uh, came and gave us our microphones, and funny enough, uh, while the girl was giving us our microphones, oh the guy of get rich. Um, was giving us our microphones. They said, "Oh, you, you're Doctor Who fans." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And they said, uh, "Oh, well, there's our guy who's uh, our sound director. He he actually used to work on Doctor Who back in the '80s." And a friend of mine, Graham, they was going, "His name's not I don't know Joe Bloggs, is he?" And he goes, 
how did you know that? And he goes, well, there was only two, two sound editors or, or sound recordists on Doctor Who in the 80s, so I figured it was going to be one of them. And he was just like, oh, my God. So, yeah, he, he, he knew who it was. knows Doctor Who inside and out, yeah. He knows it inside out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I like Doctor Who, and I know a fair bit, but I am at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to knowledge, I swear to God. I mean, um, so we're actually doing the show. So Warwick comes out beforehand. Oh, I love no. him. Little Warwick, oh, I love Warwick Davis. He's amazing. Hello, I'm Warwick Davis, and welcome to Tenable. Uh, <laughs> did you see, just quickly, sorry to interrupt, but did you see him on Bear Grylls? No, I didn't, you know. Oh, okay. I've never watched Bear Grylls before. I can't stand him, but yeah, with Warwick Davis, it was I. That was the first one I've ever watched. So it'll be the last one I ever watch as well. But it was really good. And he, I'm climbing up a mountain that's seven feet tall. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> but yeah, he really put himself. You know, he really yeah, yeah. challenged himself, and it was very yeah. good. It I mean, proves he's, that you he's, don't have to be awesome. a certain. You know, it proves that you don't have to be a tall person. Yeah. I mean, we've all got our mountains to climb. It's just some of them are bigger than others. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it, so, so he comes out and we're we're having a chat with him beforehand, and we're talking about how he'd been in an episode of Doctor Who a couple of years earlier, and uh, we were talking about that, just having a bit of a chat, and he he goes up to his little presenting box thing where he where he presents from, and uh, and then he says, "Okay, up first is Mike." Uh, oh, actually, no, he doesn't say my name. Do I beg your pardon. Because what they do is you don't you don't realize this when you watch the show. It's inside secrets. <gasps> um, is is uh, we, we had a team captain, which was my friend Paul. Paul gets taken away just before we go to the the studio. And what they do is when when they take Paul away, they say to him, "Okay, the categories that are going to be at the, the the four categories. There's five categories that get answered during the show, and he, they tell him four because obviously they can't tell him his." Yeah, and they say, okay, so the category is, is one's going to be history, one's going to be music, one's going to be um, comics, and one's going to be uh, whatever the other one was. I can't remember the other one. And, so, and he, he said, right, have thinking in your mind now who you want for those rounds. He says, okay. Oh, TV, that was the other one. He says, okay, so he's starting to think, okay, so who could be good for music? Well, he might be good for music, but then again, he might be better for history. You know, that kind of thing. So, the, so Warwick, when the show's going, I would think they're playing all the music and everything as well, by the way. They say, okay, let's get ready to start the show. Do, 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 do. And you're just like, Jesus, okay. They did that on The Weakest Link as well. She's like, let's play The Weakest Link. Do, 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 do. Just really put you in the mindset of the show. Oh, which is good. Yeah. yeah you want absolutely. to feel like you are on the telly, don't you? And let me tell you now, she is scary, Anne Robinson. I can imagine she is. Yeah. Because when the lights go down before they're about to do a round, is on the TV, the lights go down, and she goes, let's play The Wicker's Link, and it starts, because there's an edit point. Is When they do the, when they do recording, is they go, she goes, okay, let's play. The lights go down, and she stares at you in the darkness. <laughs> and then she must get this thing in her head, you know, to say go. And she goes, okay, let's start the start. You know what I mean? And that's when it starts. But there's a good ten seconds where she's just staring at you, and it's freaky as anything. Ugh. But but back to tenable, the category comes on the board, and it's comics. And Paul says to me, he says, he says it's going to be you because I'm you know Johnny Comics. I know I know my comics. 
I says, okay, and I'm getting, I, I stand up there, I'm thinking, what on earth could this question be? Because comics could be anything. Even in the back of my head, I'm thinking, do they meet comedians? Mm. But question came up. Or films, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was a, uh, the, the, the question came up and it was like, okay, a few years ago, uh, Royal Mail did uh, a set of 10 stamps to commemorate classic British comics, which comics were on the stamps. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what do they mean by classic British comics? You know, that could mean a lot of things too. So I went for the obvious ones, the Beano, the Dandy. They were nice and easy ones. Then I said Eagle, which popped up on the board as the Eagle. So they said, hang on, we need to redo that one because you were correct. and we've, we've written it wrong on the board. So if you watch that episode when it says Eagle, that was a retake. Um, and then I was like, ah, I'm kind of stuck now. So I had three. And then there's, there's a woman I follow on Twitter. She's a writer and her name is Jacqueline Rayner. And she has a blog where she talks about old girls comics from back in the day. And I thought for some reason that just flicked into the back of my head. So I said Bunty and that was on the list. So the day of the episode aired, I actually tweeted that and just said, I want to thank you in advance. I'm on the show today. I just want to thank you in advance for helping me with one of the answers. <laughs> um, and then I was thinking, oh, God, I couldn't think of any more then. So it was five uh, to guess. Was that correct? Sorry. You've got to get at least five, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you can stop and go, you know, sit down, bank your money, sit down. So I was thinking, what's the fifth one? What's the fifth one? It's couldn't, mine went blank. And uh, the only other British comics I could think of was 2000 AD with Judge Dredd. Okay. And I was thinking, is that considered the classic British comic? And then I had to also think to myself, they just turned 40. And I know that the Royal Mail did a bunch of stamps to commemorate their 40th anniversary. Mm. So would they have been in that set and this set? So I just went, do you know what? Go for broke. Just say it. So it says Judge Dredd. Uh, no, 2000 AD rather. So it's 2000 AD. And there it was bottom of the list but it was there i was like oh thank god for that <laughs> so i was able to take my money and get back and then we did the rest of the show i think we maybe had one break for like five minutes where they had to retouch up my makeup because i was sweating like a pig <laughs> well it's uh, a lot of lighting isn't it it is it is and i i sweat a lot because uh, I, I have high blood pressure which means i feel the heat more on most people so we get to the final round and that question was uh, name the 10 properties on a Monopoly board with a street in the title. And we, you've, you've got to get all 10 to win that round uh, and win your money and go home with it. And if you get one wrong, you're out of the game and you carry on with whoever's left. I was the last man standing. And unfortunately, we didn't win because I just couldn't think of them. But uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I, was, I was glad to at least be last man standing anyway. So. Yeah. That's yeah. good. And let's face it, it doesn't, it's the, ta- you know, it's the old saying, isn't it? It's the taking part that counts, isn't it? So, I exactly. mean, it would be good to win, of course, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at least, you know, I did better than some of my friends anyway. One of my friends never even got through his individual round. And his round was about Monty Python sketches. So you really should have got through, Graham. Yeah, <laughs> I do love Monty Python. I don't. Everyone loves any... Monty Python, so why he didn't, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know that I'd be any good at a quiz-wise on it, on them. It but... was, it was the viewers of UK Gold were asked, "What are the ten best Monty Python sketches?" So just name a bunch off the top of your head now. 
I can't think of any, so... You can't think of any? No. Okay, so you can't think of Dead Parrot, number one. The Ministry of Silly Walks. It's been a long, long time since I've seen it, so that's why I can't think. Spam? Spanish Inquisition? <laughs> well, this will be cut out. <laughs> no. no. Uh, I've let myself. I know I've let myself down as well. So uh, yeah, me and your friend can. Um, we'll have to be friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll learn mind. about it together. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, they're all on Netflix now. Go and enjoy. Okay, I will. I will. I'll go and enjoy them so that I can okay. actually uh, answer the questions. <laughs> and, yeah, and so when you ask them, I could go, yeah, it's this, and um, you know, I can just edit oh, in yeah, my, yeah. my answers. <laughs> I know all of the answers, Mike. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, why are you sounding so I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, talking about the heat. Way back to the home planet. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the heat, though, it's it's mm-hmm. been a particularly hot day today as well, hasn't it? It's an extraordinarily hot day. I'm going to have a very British moment here, but um, yes. I don't know how hot it's been there, but it's been 32 degrees here. Um, I'll, I'll double check on the old iPhone. Where, um, which is in America, is um, in 90 Fahrenheit, just so if I've got any American listeners. so uh, I'll come through this right now. It's 23 degrees now, which I'm calling bullshit on. I'm sorry, that's not right at all. No. I, 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 I can't get it to tell me what it was earlier. Well, so, yeah, it's, t- it's saying it's 25 now. It's popped up to 24. God, we're so British talking about the weather. I know, but would you yeah, like a cup of tea? It's also <laughs> it's also just to say that you know, like if I've got two mass, two big windows open and my small windows, so if anything is picked up that uh, shouldn't be picked up, then <laughs> that is why in this episode. <laughs> Let's complain about Cuban just to just to complete the effect. <laughs> no, let's not. <laughs> oh god, no! I do, I do feel the heat more than other people because of me, me blood pressure. So that's that's not good. Yeah. So, and Just... I've been to the hospital today actually to get bloods taken. So the the blood shot out of me like a cannon today. Oh, whenever I go to try and get blood taken, they can never find my veins. It's all yeah, like my veins I'm... just disappear. I'm like that as well. Is uh, normally the uh, normally the nurses they can find a vein, but as soon as they put the needle in, it likes to hide. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens with me. Yeah, but my parents were always happy because they knew that I'd never inject drugs, so because I'd never find well, yeah. ways to do it. <laughs> that's what that's why I jo- that's what I joke about with the nurses. To be honest with you, because uh, I mean, because it's it's no secret I'm in hospital by the minute. I've been in a, a, yeah. at least once a month every month this year so far, for a few days at a time at least, if not weeks. I have to get blood taken by the mint just to check my because uh, I have low potassium levels. I uh, so I have to have to, that checked, and I, I come out looking like a pincushion. I've got bruises all up and down my arms. But I say to them, I say, look, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you're doing this because there's no way I'd be able to take the blood down myself. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. But what I mean is it okay if I ask questions about yeah. your health? No, I'm, I'm I'm an open open book. That's yeah. Well, yeah. What is it that is actually wrong with you? I think you may have told me previously, but I'm thinking yeah. so I've been drinking as well, so I apologise well, if I don't remember. No, it's fine. Uh, we need to roll the clock back slightly for this one then. Okay. Uh, we need to go back about six, seven years. Uh, now, I, I was uh, had a great steady job. I was working at uh, for the job centre, and I had a good career ahead of me. Uh, and then all of a sudden, that one day, I woke up with this terrible, terrible migraine. I thought, oh, that's not right. So I had to take the day off work. Next day, back to normal, things getting on as planned. Then a little while later, another migraine. 
which then turned into two days. I was like, oh, that's not good. And eventually it got to the point where I was being off so much with migraines that I ended up having to leave that job. And yeah. um, I went to see the doctor. The doctor said, oh, you've just got headaches. Go and take some tablets. Go away. As they did. Uh, found a new job. Yeah, found a new job. Went to that job. I uh, was, wasn't feeling great one morning. Went to work anyway. Collapsed at work. I got taken to hospital. And they said to me, they said, do you realize you've got extraordinarily high blood pressure? I says, no, I don't. And they said, yeah. So over the next few years, uh, it was a case of my doctor apologizing to me profusely that he, because uh, he, he was useless. Uh, and yeah. then I went for every test under the sun on my head. Uh, when they realized uh, there was nothing wrong with my head, that's when it was like, okay, well, the blood pressure should be causing this, so let's check his heart. So I had a million tests on my heart. And, and we went around in circles for a few years until literally early this year, I got taken into hospital again with high blood pressure. I got taken in. My blood pressure was about, I think it was like 210 over 175 or something like that, which is stupidly high. What should it be? Do you know what it should be? Or? A, a, a normal blood pressure is 120 over 80. <gasps> Bloody hell. So that was high then for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the highest the highest I've had it is when I changed GPs. I went yeah, to the GP one. That. Yeah. <laughs> I changed doctors. I went to see this my new doctor just as a regular checkup. And she did the blood pressure check. And she, she looked at me all, all funny, like a big shocked look on her face. I says, what's the matter? She said, did you drive here today? I says, yeah. She went, you're not driving anywhere. I was like, why? She said, because I'm getting you in an ambulance. You're coming to hospital. I said, well, what's the matter? She went, your blood pressure's 210 over 185. She said, you should have had a stroke. It's that high. Bloody hell. Uh, I was like, okay, that's not good then. My sister lives like three doors away from the doctor. I said, can I at least just move my car to outside my sister's house then? And she went, well, I'm not happy about it, but go on, seeing as you're only moving it three doors down. So I did that. And then went to hospital and I was in for two weeks. And while I was in, uh, they tried to bring my blood pressure down uh, so quickly, so fast that it dropped ridiculously low. My kidney went into shutdown. Uh, I went blind temporarily and I had to be sedated because I started ranting and raving. Oh, God. That was that was fun. That was when, like, um, Phil came to see me in hospital. That's when you guys arranged the card for me. Yeah, I was going to say, was that when we arranged the card? Yeah. Had? I designed yeah. that card. Did you know that? Yes, you did. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was good. I've still got it, actually. Cool. It's on my you should take, it, should take it with you every time you go to the hospital. Yeah, same as you making a new one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just meant so that we're with you. That's what I meant. So earlier this year, I went to see, I, went, I was in the hospital again, got sent in, as I say, and the doctor, who you first see when you go in, sat me down and says, okay, I've got your file here, but tell me what's been going on. So I said everything. She went, yeah, yeah, that's what I've read. She says, I'm an endocrinologist. This is all to do with your kidneys. I was like, what? She went, yeah, that's, yeah, it's all related to your kidneys, not your heart, not, not your head. It's your kidneys. I'm like, oh. So ever since then, I've been going to see a kidney specialist and I've just recently had scans and what have you. And, uh, yeah, it looks like, looks like we could be getting to the, to the bottom of the problem now, trying to get me actually fixed well, so I can good. start working again and, you know, be good. So, yeah, so unfortunately I've developed a few issues because of the matter, because of everything that's been going on and how long it's taken to get sorted. Uh, I do have damage on the back of my eyes. Um, so that needs to be seriously checked out for the rest of my life. I have I've developed something called Barrett's esophagus, which uh, again, that, that is, um, a cell mutation in the, uh, in the, the throat. Oh, okay. The, yeah. 
the cells in my throat, uh, the stomach acid, as uh, I have excess stomach acids that's been jumping up into my throat, and the cells there are mutating into stomach cells instead of throat cells. So that needs to be kept an eye on in case it ever develops into throat cancer, which is always fun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and just a, a few other little bits and bobs that they just kind of just keep to, they need to keep an eye on me basically for the rest of my life. I'm going to be on medication. So, um, but Enjoy. you know what? It's, it's, I can, there's no point in me not talking about it because yeah. it's going to be who I am now. So, yeah. you know, why not? You just have to kind of deal with it, unfortunately, don't you? Yeah, and, and and as I say, these are things when they say, you know, this might happen. You the, those cells might mutate further. Your eyesight may, uh, you know, get progressively worse and worse. But those are all mites. They're not are. They're not no. is happening. So I'm just going to carry on being me, living my life right now until such times as. Yeah, but just take it. Just take it steady. Obviously. Exactly. A little bit steadier than you would have if you were healthy. Well, there's nothing I can do to change things right now. I can't change what's going on in my kidney right now. I can't change what's happening in my throat. So all I can all I can do is just live my life. Yeah. So yeah. the only thing I can do is take my acid suppressants or take the medication that's keeping my migraines at bay. That's all I can do. That's crazy to think, though, that your kidneys would be causing a migraine. Well, it's all to do with... Um, renin and uh, aldosterone production it's yeah it's it's all to do with various you know as i say the the the, the what's the what's the word uh all the all the stuff that you you know you the, the glands make and all that kind of stuff. no no um yeah. Yeah, like, like you know like they make testosterone and uh, oh yeah, yeah. And, um, all that kind of stuff all the all these various sterones and what have you that your body makes all the all the all the stuff that makes you go all the juice that makes you run you know it's just what unfortunately one of my things just isn't working right right now so yeah. well hopefully we'll get you sorted fingers crossed yeah. yeah i mean even at worst case scenario they had to take my kidney out i've still got another one so i'll be alright yeah yeah, you can live with two. You that, can live with is, one kidney. So yeah, that is literally worst case scenario right now. But that's yeah. not something I need to worry about. No. Yeah. No, don't worry about things until you have to. That's the thing, exactly. isn't it? I mean, you know me. I'm probably one of the most laid back people you'll ever meet. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. And did you want to discuss your podcast as well? Because you said uh, earlier that we can do, yeah, 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 that you were going to be coming back finally. Yes, uh, 50 Foot Nerds, my podcast uh, that I host with uh, Andy Weirs uh, at Vaults of Exdoth and uh, Paul Griggs at Orton Scouser. Um, yeah, 50 Foot Nerds, the Attack of the 50 Foot Nerds podcast, shall I give it its full title, yes. is coming back. Uh, we've been on a bit of a hiatus for about six months or so. I think uh, we did our Christmas, our annual Christmas bonanza, which if you've never heard our show before, I would highly recommend going back and listening to the Christmas pods. If only to listen to our intro and outro sketches. Yes. Because there is a long branching storyline that weaves its way through. And it has done for like the last four or five years that we've been doing them. It's a lot of fun and includes Declan Quinn, old Creaky himself. I'm very proud of, the, of, of, of those sketches. Uh, every year always makes me... Always makes me smile when I when I sit down and start writing those sketches. 
Well, yes, so we've recorded maybe one episode since last Christmas. Or rather, we put out one episode since last Christmas. But we are going to come back, even if it's just me on my own, discussing what's happening lately in the world of geekdom. I'm determined to bring it back. It it shouldn't be languishing. And I've, I've neglected it for far too long. Yeah, we had an audience who liked to listen to it. Uh, and we've, we've let them down. So I'm going to apologize now. And, uh, I want to get us back on track. You know, there's, the, people want to hear what we think of the latest in geekdom. They want to hear about the latest weird news from around the world. With, without us, people would not know about the goat man. No. So, uh, <laughs> or, uh, um, what was it? Uh, it was Andy and his, uh, Gravy. Oh, the, the, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we did that on a, on one episode when we played um, the non copyright specific to our lies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but though, no, I think I, I think I vaguely remember hearing an episode that was it was only it was only very short, and it was just you and him. Short, bloody hell. I don't know what episode that was, because I was normally going for like three hours or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think I think it was like maybe a clip of something, or I I don't know, I can't remember exactly, but um, yeah, he was... I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you about how our show has gone recently, right? Um, last year, we celebrated five years of 54 Nights, so it was sixth sixth anniversary was this year. Yeah. Last, last March, last February, March, we recorded an intro and outro sketch for a five-year best-of. Okay. That episode still hasn't come out. <laughs> so it will be a six-year best-of And he's still working it on a clip show. <laughs> this is over a year later. So is he, do- is he doing well at editing, then? Oh, he's fantastic at editing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was um, Easter 2012, I think we started. Yeah, it was, because one of our first episodes was a review of the first Avengers movie. And now the third Avengers movie is out. <laughs> so it's crazy, isn't it? I know it is. It's it's mad how time flies. But uh, but yeah, so we are going to be coming back. And uh, for those of you who've not checked that out, go and check us on iTunes. I say Attack of the Fifty Foot Nerds podcast. You know, do all the usuals, review it, share it around your friends, make sure everyone knows that it's where it is, where to get it, and uh, and. Let them know that there's going to be more content coming soon. And check out our YouTube channel because that has still remained active. Andy's always been uploading to that. Uh, he does Let's Plays and what have you. So, uh, yeah. yeah, check that and out. Also, just a self-plug as well. If you're listening to this for the first time because you are a listener of the 50 Foot Nerds, feel free to leave me comments and, fi- and uh, five-star ratings. <laughs> I can be found at all... Um, well, all podcast outing, you know, like wherever they are. See, I didn't ask for five star ratings. I just said, be honest, you know what I mean? I just like, <laughs> no, oh, even if it's a one star rating, and no, went, I hate this. Star I don't ratings. care. Because a rating is better than nothing. <laughs> I want five. I want five star, okay, people? <laughs> Give me five star as well if you want that. I'll take it. It's not that I don't want a five star rating. I do. But just, you know, if it's in your heart, and, uh, and if you don't, then Jesus won't like you anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, because in the Bible, it doth say, and yay, Jesus did download the 50 Foot Nerds podcast and said amongst his disciples, this is boss lag, you on it. But who was the Hawkeye of the Bible? 
<laughs> you nutter. It's <laughs> a question we'll never know. <laughs> Let's go into some listener questions now. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you ready? I'm ready. So as promised, Stephen Walsh, would you rather have a vagina on your forehead or penises going up and down your back like a stegosaurus? And he would like this to be really, really thought of <laughs> and discussed. <laughs> the, the clear answer is Stegosaurus. Yeah. Because that way I could have just the ultimate orgy, which get myself a load of women around and boom, bounce your uncle. <laughs> Funny you're on. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I know where the local swingers club is. I'll just get myself down there. <laughs> yeah. You could just like bounce your back. <laughs> yeah. Hop on, ladies. <laughs> Need one underneath feet and the rest on the back. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure he'll be happy with that answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Get> any more? <laughs> yes, yes. There's uh, Lauren Dowdswell. Okay, who hello. Would you, who would you rather see, tall or a perfect circle? And this question is for me as well. Who would I like to see more? Tall or a perfect circle? Do you know either of those bands? I do like a perfect circle, but um, as for bands, uh, no, no, I'm not really you, familiar. Do you like the, a, the band A Perfect Circle, or do you just like A Perfect Circle? Full I'm just really big fan of geometry. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, I'm not familiar with either of the material enough to form an opinion one way or the other. Okay. Well, I've been really thinking about this the last couple of weeks um since you posted it because i'm a fan of both of them and i think i think i'd have to go with tall as the favorite you know the favorite to win sort of thing but i'd rather i'd rather see both the favorite to win are they having a fight or something <laughs> yeah well they are they're fighting over me as to who i'm gonna run in the blue see. corner a perfect circle <laughs> Look at it there. All 360 degrees of it. <laughs> oh, but no, you should check them out, honestly. They're well do you what kind of music do you like? Um I, I'm very varied, to be honest with you, in my taste. I um I, I, at the moment though, recently I've gone very um not classical in a way. Um I, I I'm a I'm a huge I like covers, which okay. is sounds weird. I'm a massive Richard Cheese fan. Uh, and anyone who's not familiar with Richard Cheese, do, do, do check him out. You probably have heard one of his tracks and you just don't know it. Uh, most people will probably be more familiar with uh, his um, Star Wars Cantina um, to the tune of um, Cobra Cabana. I've heard that. At the Star Wars, Star Wars Cantina. That one. <laughs> yeah. His name was Solo. He was a pilot. That one. Yeah, so <laughs> with a blaster at his side and a smile twelve parsecs wide, they were Chewbacca. He was a Wookiee. They met with Luke and Obi Wan about the Millennium Falcon, docking Bay ninety four Doom Troopers at the door. And so on. <laughs> really getting my jig on that. That was <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> um, so I, I, li- I like Richard Cheese. I like a band called the Baseballs. And they do modern songs. Uh, Richard Cheese does modern uh, rap, uh, hip hop, and metal songs in a swinging lounge style. Okay. The, then the baseballs do modern songs, modern pop songs in like a fifties rockabilly style. Uh, I like postmodern jukebox, who again take modern songs 
and do them in a, like a 1920s, 1930s swing ragtime style. Yeah, I, I like all mad stuff like that, to be honest with you. It's, it's good. I, I used to like, um, I, I think I might still have some of their stuff. There was a band, oh, what were they called? Oh, um, Picking On. And they would do uh, albums like they do Picking On Tenacious D. So they do Tenacious D songs, but played on a banjo. Oh, or they wow. do like Picking On Coldplay. Oh, Coldplay. Oh, Coldplay. Coldplay. Like you know, they do stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, that's some of their stuff somewhere. Well, Tall and Perfect Circle are an experimental rock band. They use sound effects like thunder and lightning. All right. And sound fine, effects like that. And yeah, they're really, they are really, really good. But I don't know if it would be your cup of tea or not. But uh, I mean, I do like like normal bands as well. Like I've, I've always been a big Fallout Boy fan since they came first. I love Fallout Boy. Yeah, first came up. Um, CKY fan. Loved CKY for years. I went to see them back in like 2007. I saw them a couple of months back. Yeah, the, the, I mean, this I'm talking like classic CKY when it was Darren, Chad, um, yeah. um, Jess, and uh, Matt Dace on 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 bass. There was the, the the classic lineup back when um, Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild had just first come out. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, and that's I love, I've, that's, I love yeah. that. Um, I've got him um, Darren's acoustic album as well. Acoustic, oh, very good. Yeah. It's really good. Loads of CKY songs just done all acoustic and all new material as well. Fantastic. Oh, awesome. I might check that out then. Yeah. There's uh, a... What other stuff do you like? I've, I, I like listening to soundtracks as well, because when I write, I tend to listen to soundtracks more than songs. So I like to get a feel for stuff. Uh, recently, I've just rediscovered the uh, piano... Um, the the uh, Final Fantasy VII video game. Uh, they did a bunch of albums for that with music from the game or whatever, but they did a piano album. Just all the music from that just played on one piano and it's beautiful. And I've just rediscovered that album. And also, I'm, I, I've just finished a script, a stage script, um, which is based on a 50 foot nerds uh, sketch. And the entirety of my time writing that script, I was listening consistent, consistently to the uh, School of Rock musical. Oh, okay. I like that. The stage one. musical. Yeah. Oh my god. Just some of the songs in that, like Top of Mount Rock, Stick It to the Man. Oh my god. Um yeah, just fantastic songs on that album. Definitely have got a varied taste of music. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll listen to much stuff as I say. Yeah, I mean I listen to a lot of different stuff, but I wouldn't buy anything other than sort of rock and metal. Right. Honest. So like if it's on the radio. I don't buy I anything. I've bought a CD and like since well, I I mean like on iTunes and I mean like on iTunes and things like that as well. iTunes. <laughs> What's wrong with iTunes? And you can get stuff for free. Why would you bother? <laughs> well, because I'm one of the good people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yes. Okay, so now we've spoken about him before, but our wonderful pa- uh, pal Phil Belch. Okay. That's a play. V Dinfra. V i d e i n f r a. Thank you. I can yeah. never, I can never say it. He's even given me instructions on how to pronounce it and I still can't do it. So if he could have a budget of 50k, what would the ant shoot have looked like? Oh, ant shoot. Cause also just to point out that anybody that's seen elephants in the room, mm-hmm. the ant shoot that was, uh, recorded was actually done by Mike. 
Yeah. And it, yeah, it was very good as well. And she, yeah, if you have the elephants in the room, uh, Blu-ray or even just the, the bonus features, if you go onto the, the, the ads, yep. the ads that never made it into the actual final product, um, the very first one that comes up is uh, Tom, Steve, Dave, Ant Moot in a Can. Yes. Which I, I wrote and directed. And then it's, I think it's not the last one, but I think the second to last one is the next, is the, the sequel almost, if you like. And that's I Sell Comics in a Can. It starts the same way, but ends completely different. <laughs> so check them out. They, I, I like the way that they kind of bookend the, the special features. Yeah. You know? Uh, for me. Uh, as for what would the budget be like? Well, I mean, obviously it's not going to be anything Hollywood style, as we know the Jews run Hollywood. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be. Uh, you know, I'm not Weinstein or anything, but there probably would have been it's a more of a female presence not. in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, it, I, I would have had more people there. Honestly, because it does look like, hey, here's a party for four of your friends. Yeah, I wish I could have made it, but it just it was just not possible. Do you know what the amount of people who said that they were coming to that shoot and then didn't turn up? Yeah, is very very disappointed. So if you're one of those people who said you were coming on Facebook or Twitter and then didn't show up on the day, you're not my friend anymore. No, because at least I had the courtesy courtesy oh, sorry to tell you. Know what? you. I know yeah, I'm not. I didn't expect you to come anyway, Jim, because you know I'm not, I'm not yeah. expecting you to travel all the way up the country. No, but if I could have, just to come and stand in the Fab Cafe for twenty minutes, you know what I mean? I, I almost killed a child with a smoke machine, so you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did get a baby there, so you know. yeah, yeah, that's true. Cap brought a baby, and then I had to learn how the smoke the smoke machine worked. He turned it on, and then couldn't figure out how to turn it off. Oh, so he no. almost killed his child. <gasps> uh, if you if you watch the raw footage, literally, I've set the camera off turn on the smoke machine and then it doesn't turn off and the, the, the video just gets more and more smoky until it's literally just grey and you can't see anyone behind this cloud <laughs> did you um did you record that in the Fab Cafe in Manchester yeah yeah, yeah the home so. home of uh, Tell Them Steve Dave in the UK yeah Space Monkeys yeah Space Monkeys yeah oh for people who don't know um when the guys came over for the very first time and did the Space Monkeys mini tour uh, they did uh, the Prince Charles Cinema down in London. Then they came up to Manchester, and then they went to the Leeds, uh, the Manchester Fab Cafe and the Leeds Fab Cafe. And I worked for them, for Bry and uh, Q, uh, at both Manchester and Leeds. I was selling their merchandise, uh, selling posters and what have you. And that's actually where I met Andy for the first time. It's where I met Declan for the first time. Um, uh, Phil was there. I didn't meet him, unfortunately, then. But it's nice to know that we were in the same room as each other, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So there was an opportunity. You know, I would have sold them a poster or something. The amount of people I sold posters to, you know, it's, you know, that we're talking about. But, um, I mean, it was great. It was a great tour. I had, I had such a, such a laugh with the guys. God, to the, to the point where, you know, me and Q spoke for a number of years afterwards. He was able to hook me up with tickets uh, in Practical Joker shows for you know a few times, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, so I'll take this time to say thank you for that. Now you know. Yeah, and I almost got to meet him on one of the things, but I was dying for the toilet. So uh, oh. yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, that was when uh, yeah we kind of snuck people in to the meet and greet who shouldn't yeah. have been there. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. That's what happens. <laughs> 
So yeah, so we shot it. We shot it in in the Fab Cafe because of it being the the, the spiritual home of TSD in the UK, and that's where we tend to have all the ant roots that are happening in Manchester. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's good times actually. We had the whole place to ourselves. It was about an hour or two before they opened for business, and it was it was just good fun. You know, I, if uh, again, if I'd have had more money, would have had more people there. Uh, I would have had better camera equipment, maybe a dolly track. Uh, you know, just just yeah, just would have been. Better. You're still stuck to the same theme of it all, though. I think the the beginning sequence with in black and white. Oh, that's with, brilliant! Yeah. With, with Debray try and kill himself, that would stay the same for the most part. Anyway, I think I'd make it so you can actually see what his noose was tied to, because it was literally had to be sellotaped to my ceiling because we couldn't get the angle and how we wanted it. So even though it looks like it's hooked around the uh, the, the light fixture in my living room, it's it, the when you cut a, actually him with it around his neck, it's just sellotaped to the ceiling. Yeah. We, we, that that would have looked probably mostly the same. Would imagine um, the stuff with the act in the actual fab would have looked a lot different, though. You know, especially if you had more people there. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. I mean, if I had more people there, it would have, it would have looked just brilliant at, at using the budget that we had then. But it was made on a budget of I think about five pounds, and that was for part you know party poppers, silly string, most of which the footage of that didn't even get used uh, because we shot maybe. I think there's probably good, like maybe 15, 20 minutes worth of people dancing for a 30 second advert. Yeah. It's crazy the amount of footage that we shot. And one day I will do a longer version because Jay Sarge did the music for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's a version of Argus that he did specially for, for the ad shoot. Cause I asked him, would he be able to to do me like a disco version of the TSD theme? And he said, I've never done that before. So yeah, I'll give it a go. And he, he sent it me back. I was just like, spot on. Thank you. So, uh, so yeah, so we were able to play that in on the day. So everyone was dancing to that music as well. Yeah. Oh, that's good as well. It was really good. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So next question is from Lucy. So that is Catonicious, I think is her. Catonius, I think it is. Catonius, like that, yeah. that's the one. I can never get it right. So uh, Lucy always kicks me every time I see her for getting <laughs> it wrong. So, uh, okay, she she has questions. Okay. So if Mike could be involved in any TV show, what would it be, and what would the role be? Okay, um, I saw this earlier and had a little bit of a think. I do have a number of favourite TV shows. Seinfeld is probably one of my favourite comedies of all time. Arrested Development, again, one of my favourite comedies of all time. I could literally just watch that forever. It's fantastic. Uh, Bojack's great. Um, but I, I would have to say, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big wrestling fan. And I always, as a kid, wanted to somehow get involved in WWF, later WWE. Now, I didn't want to be a wrestler. I didn't want to be a commentator. I just wanted to be a manager. Okay. You know, just for for those wrestlers who aren't too good on the microphone themselves or for whatever reason just are, just can't do promos or anything like that, I just wanted to be that guy who goes, like, like, uh, like for example, how Paul Heyman does now, anyone who knows WWE current product. He's Brock, Brock Lesnar's manager. He comes on and goes, my clients, Brock Lesnar. 
uh, uh, will challenge anyone who wants to take him for the belt. And if they think they can take him, then they have to defeat the man who destroyed The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, who defeated Bill Goldberg, who has held the Universal Championship for longer than anybody in history. You know what I mean? As he does, he's, he's just this fantastic mouthpiece who... I mean, well, I I don't like Brock Lesnar as a wrestler. I think he's boring as balls. He's got two moves. He's got the F5 and he's got German suplexes. That's it. And it's just like, I know what's going to happen when a Lesnar match happens. It's boring. He comes out to the ramp, does his little dance, and then walks down to the ring, goes down, couple of German suplexes, an F5, bang, match is over. I don't care. And then he disappears for six months. And then he comes back again. Another five-minute match, buggers off again. And he gets paid millions of pounds a year for doing that. And I'm just like, I do not care about you. But if Paul Heyman had another wrestler than he managed, and it meant that he was on TV more, and yeah, I'd be made up. I just want to see Heyman. Some of the best managers, like Jim Cornette, great manager. Bobby the Brain Heenan, probably the best manager of all time. And these are guys who are just good at talking. doesn't matter what their wrestlers were. In fact, I couldn't even name you any of the people that they managed. The only person I could think of off the top of my head was I know Bobby Heenan managed Mr. Perfect once upon a time, and Mr. Perfect was good on the microphone anyway. So don't really see that point. I don't know wrestling very well, so uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Listen to How To Wrestling. It's a great podcast. Okay. I, um, I probably won't. <laughs> it's, it is good. It's really I'm sure, good. It's I'm good. sure it's an amazing podcast, but um, I've just got no interest, really. Fair I've enough. got no Fair. interest in sports or anything, really. So That's the thing. is, I, I know it's not real. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the athleticism involved, the danger involved sometimes. Yeah, but I know the outcomes is, is predetermined. I'm not daft, you know what I mean? But I, I, I always love the atmosphere of it all the pageantry sometimes and as i say the the guys who can talk and build that excitement up it's great i mean it's it's to put it into a similar parlance it's it's like you watch coronation street because ooh, feeling's gonna kill someone this week and what's he gonna do he's gonna go and threaten them and he everyone goes oh my god he's an amazing actor oh that's exactly the same as wrestling is a manager comes out and he, he builds up this big Brock Lesnar match that I don't care about Brock Lesnar, but now I want to see this match purely because Paul Heyman's got me excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's mm. just a good actor. Brilliant. So, well, yeah. So that's what I wanted to do. So that's what you want to do, <laughs> is you want to be a manager or on the wrestling? I would love to do that, yeah. Yeah. And if anyone out there can make that happen, even if it's just for a little indie company, um, I, I just for one night, I'd just yeah and even if it was just a guest ring announcer for one match i'll do it oh well there you go yeah well fingers crossed the right people are listening yeah um so next question from lucy is if an american were to visit the uk why should they add liverpool to their travel itinerary ah right okay um well liverpool is first of all where i live so (laughs) any lady americans want to come over and uh by all means. No, I've actually got a thing for girls with American accents. <laughs> I used to do one. It's all right. Um, I've got, I've got a thing for men with a Welsh accent, so that's good. <laughs> I, I've, no, I've got a thing for, for girls with accents. It's odd. Like, weirdly, Geordie accents do it for me as well, which is strange. 
um, considering that it's considered one of the most grating accents. But then again, Scouse accents considered quite grating. So there you go. No, so uh, why should uh, Americans come to England? Obvious one is the Beatles. Anyone with a passing interest in music, you know, would love Liverpool. Uh, not just for the Beatles. I mean, we've got um, a huge musical heritage, whether it's someone like Billy Fury, Silla Black. There's hundreds of people from Liverpool, so much so that if you go uh, to Matthew Street, uh, where the original site of the Cavern Club was, okay, um, there's a wall there now, and on each brick in this wall is the name of a band from Liverpool that have had a song in the charts, a song, band or a singer. Okay. And there's hundreds of them. Even just someone like Mel C is on there, or uh, trying to think, Sonia is on there. You know, obviously all the, the Beatles are on there. Obviously, the Beatles are on there. You know, there's 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 loads of people on there. You'd be surprised how many bricks there are in this wall. It's 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 right next to the Silla Black statue and the uh, John Lennon statue where he's leaning against the wall. Oh, that's pretty cool. Because you know, it's been um, it's been quite a few years since I've been to Liverpool. It's it's great. I've got quite a lot of family from North Wales. From oh right, yeah. So obviously it's just literally across the Mersey, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, technically, just across the Mersey is the Wirral. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where but, I used uh, to live. <laughs> so um, well, that's probably where I visited then. In that case, <laughs> oh, there you go. No, it's, it's, it's not far. It's not far. No. Um, it's maybe half hour away if that yeah so what why else should you come um well we've got a, a bunch of museums and art galleries we've got the world museum which is all about the world and uh, we've got the museum of liverpool which is specifically about liverpool and its past and its history as a dock city um rather a port city uh, it's all its history with regards to trading unfortunately there is a little bit about there about slavery because you know Again, we were a port city. Port cities dealt with slaves. It's not something that we can hide. We, we've we've got um, underground um, bunker offices from during the war. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. There's this whole underground city in Liverpool, essentially, that you can go down there and uh, and and look at these wartime offices. It's fantastic. Oh, I might. Yeah, you're making me inspired to come to Liverpool. It's fantastic. Do you know what we we've had? Um, we were the European capital of culture in 2008. And to celebrate that, we had a bunch of events throughout the city, one of which was um, we had a company come uh, and they do the what's called the Giant Spectacular. And what they did in 2008 is they had this gigantic wooden spider that walked through the city. Okay. It's, it started off just on the side of a building one day, all curled up, and then... A, in the evening, it uncaled itself. I mean, obviously, there's people operating it. it uncaled itself and then went walking through the city. Oh, and wow. It's just walking through well, like that. Acro- um, what's it when you, you're scared of spiders? Arachnophobia. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, bet they were, I bet they were loving that. <laughs> oh, no. It, it was beautiful, you know. And it, it, it walked through the city because uh, I followed it. Me and my friend, we went out one night when we followed it. And it walked down to one of the main roads to the Albert Dock and then started shooting water up in the air like it was it was playing oh. and then um, kind of went to sleep and then the next day it walked again through the city and now this kind of stuff. eventually it walked off down through the Birkenhead Tunnel never to be seen again 
<laughs> a couple of years later, that company come back, and I think that was the um, what was it then? I think it was the anniversary of the Titanic, so uh, two thousand twelve. It was then. Is we had the giants as they were called. Um, that was an enormous little girl who was about fifty feet tall. Then we had a, a, an eighty foot tall scuba diver. And they went walking through around the city trying to find each other. And there was a storyline attached to that because they were in different parts of the city. And it was supposed to be that this little girl's dad had died, unfortunately, on the Titanic. And her uncle was the deep sea diver who was going down to the Titanic to bring something back for her that her mm. dad had got her. And they, they wandered around the city trying to find each other. And eventually, on the last day, they find each other. And when they did, all the, the, these like confetti cannons shot off and things rained down on all the people who were waiting. What, what they were is they were actually replicas of letters that people on the Titanic had written. Oh. So my, my daughter's actually got one. Yeah. So they did that. And then the next year, uh, the next time they came was two years ago. And that time it was the little girl again. This time she brought her grandmother, who was this 80 year old woman in a rocking chair. And she also brought a dog with her. Okay. So the little girl had this dog running around everywhere. I can't remember what the storyline was with that one. Um, but I got all freaked out, actually. I went to see that one. Um, I couldn't go and see any of the daytime events. So one night, they were in this park not far from mine. I knew they were there. And, and I, so I went to about 3 o'clock in the morning after I finished work. And, uh, and I went to see them. And obviously, there's no one there at 3 o'clock in the morning, just a couple of security guards and the people who make them, just tending to them. And obviously, something must have gone wrong with the grandma because the little girl's asleep in this deck chair. The dog is killed up at her feet. And there's grandma sitting in a rocking chair with no head. They've taken grandma's head off to operate on it. <laughs> so I don't know what they were doing, but they were fixing grandma. And finally, they said they're coming back for one last time in October or November this year. Well, hopefully it'll be the same time as um, when your play's on. Fingers crossed, yeah, and then yeah. you guys can come and see that, and then come and see my play. Yeah, and I was thinking that also the people that come to see the little girl and the grandma or whatever happens this year, come see Come to Runcorn on the 26th and 27th of uh, October and come and see Murder at Cadbury Man. <laughs> Always working. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Right, plug, plug. okay, so fancy playing a game? I do, I love games. Okay, well, how this game is working... Okay, so because obviously being from Liverpool, you've yep. already said that that's where the Beatles came from. That's where they're from, yes. Yeah. So what I've done is I've chosen one, two, three, four, five, six songs okay. by the Beatles, and I'm going to read the lyrics to you. And okay. You to guess what the song is from me reading. Okay. Okay. Yep. So here goes number one. I'm going to do terrible at this. Okay, well that's okay because I'm not good at reading either, so it might take a okay. couple of times because I am dyslexic, so sometimes I can't read overly well. So I'll do oh my god, best, okay. we played dyslexia. Be- oh god, Jesus! <laughs> dyslexia Beatles, yeah, yeah. but don't tell Walt. <laughs> Jesus, you know coming what? soon to Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> right, you listening? Yeah. Okay. You know I work all day to get money to buy you things. And it's worth it to hear you say you're going to give me everything. So why on earth should I moan? 
because when I get you alone, uh, you know I feel okay. okay. It's been a hard day's night, yeah. and I've been working like a dog. Yep. <laughs> oh, you could um, you could answer like John Lennon if you like. Okay. okay. It's been a hard day's night. <laughs> very well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, said Thomas. <laughs> Ringo, piss off. <laughs> Am I here as well? No, go away, George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you really do Paul and uh, Paul and John. They're the main ones. <laughs> well, keep with John. Sure I can do them the best. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I yeah. don't like. Um, I don't like Paul McCartney. You don't like sorry. creepy Paul and Paul McCartney. What's wrong with Paul McCartney? He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I was uh, just recently up here in a car with James Corden driving around singing a song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone's raving about it. I know. <laughs> I'm all over YouTube. <laughs> anyway, back to John. <laughs> okay. I've been dead since the 80s. <laughs> I'm still wearing my funky glasses. <laughs> right, Only. you ready? John, yes. you ready? John's ready. Okay, good. Nothing you can make that can't be made. No one you can save that can't be saved. Nothing you can do. You can learn how to be you in time. It's easy. <laughs> All you need is love. Oh, I think I made these too easy. You really haven't, you know. Is it actually hard? Do you know what? It's... It's when you're hearing them, but they're not being sung. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're doing very well. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> well, I not guess... doing bad for a man who's been dead since 1982 or 83, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Do, you, do you know, actually... I think I was You know, born. we mentioned... Uh, we, you know, we mentioned um, me and Steve Dave earlier. Yeah. He's the spitting image of uh, the uh, uh, Mark David Chapman, the guy who killed John oh, Lennon. Really, really is. Oh, I'm sure you could use that in some sort of play. He he already knows. I've told him before yeah. many times. <laughs> okay, so next song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tried to please her. She only played one night stands. Tried to please her. She only played one night stands. Now, I can't say any more because otherwise it gives it away. Uh, I don't know that one. It's, it's, uh, uh, no, no, I don't know that one off the top of my head. That one's Day Tripper. Ah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, because the next, I realised that the next line was, she was a day tripper. She was a day tripper, yeah. yeah. A Sunday driver, yeah. Yeah, oh well. It took me so long to find out. So find long out. to find out. But I found out. <laughs> oh, one of the best bass lines. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the Beatles are very good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, iconic, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, so next song. Yeah. Uh... Is that it? Uh... <laughs> no, uh... I'm just realising that the first line is making it easy, so I'm going to go with that next line. Look at him working, darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? Oh, I know the song, but I can't remember. Uh, yeah. um, that's, oh, why I didn't, um, that's why I didn't want to say Eleanor first... Rigby. Da, yeah, da, 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 da. yeah, it's yeah. Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Well done. Yeah, you I can did sit on a bench it. and have your photos taken next to Eleanor Rigby in Liverpool. Oh, can you? 
There's a statue of her on a bench. Yeah. Because huh. the song is that Eleanor Rigby sits on a bench, you know. Yeah. Uh, whatever it's, I can't remember the words, but yeah. So there's a bench. It's actually uh, up near the Mechwater. It's like a fancy shopping arcade. Um, and just to the side of that, there's a bench with a statue of a woman sitting on it, and it's Eleanor Rigby's bench. Ah, okay. Yeah. You really are inspiring me to come up to Liverpool. I will do it one day. Yeah, it's right by a subway as well. Well, a subway as in the food shop or a subway as in the It's in the sandwich shop, yeah. 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 <laughs> and there's a place where you can buy pizza by the slice, right next door as well. Nice. Well, that's yeah. good to know. That's good to know. So I get on a bench. <laughs> that's and I can my way around the city. So I remember lunch. where all the food shops are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about six, six doors away from the other pizza place that does pizza by the slice. <laughs> well, at least when I'm sat on that bench, I can decide what I'm going to have for lunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. You think you've lost your love. When I saw her yesterday, it's you as uh, it's you she's thinking of and she told me what to say. She said she loves you and you know there can't be bad. Yes, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. She loves you. Hello, John. Hi, John. <laughs> Hello, I'm back. Sorry. What about you? I've been dead for a while again. Sorry. <laughs> Just decomposing in a corner. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were my favourite pizza. Why? Why did that happen to you? <laughs> I don't know. I should never have gone for a walk. <laughs> you should have gone. Never gone to America. <laughs> Strawberry fields <laughs> should have stayed in me house. Never mind. Oh, you're an idiot. Uh, a lovable <laughs> idiot. John Lennon. Yeah, John Lennon. Yeah, not you. <laughs> okay, so this is the last one now. So you've only got one okay. wrong, I think, so far. So well done. It was you. just because yeah, because you only gave me like one line. You repeated twice out of all the songs. So you, I, no way I could have got that one. No, I know. But I couldn't go on to the next bit because it said she was a they date ripper. just chosen a different part of the song. I know, but I didn't realise. I was hurrying, trying to do it at work. Uh, As we live a life of ease, every one of us has all we need. Sky of blue and sea of green. Oh, that's a yellow submarine? Yep. And our yellow submarine. We are living a yellow submarine. A yellow In the town. But I was born, live the man, who sail the seas. Yeah, oh, it's great. Love that yeah. song. <laughs> well, there you and go. if you ever come to Liverpool Airport, there is a yellow submarine right outside. Oh, God. <laughs> Liverpool John Lennon Airport. I think you'll find it's called. <laughs> Above us only sky. <laughs> I tell you what, um, the only thing that Weymouth is known for is the Black Plague. So. <laughs> 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 I'm glad I didn't live there. <laughs> yeah, we started it. <laughs> so <laughs> we've learned. All the lift to keep doing more friggin' stupid songs with James Gordon. Oh, can you imagine if we just had loads of like things up? You know, like how you guys have got the Beatles and everything like that. <laughs> we just had like all these corpses with warts on their face. And you're like friggin' Royce and Vasey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think that's a good place to end the episode now. So, <laughs> and thank you ever so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And before you go, did you want to sort of give out your Twitter details and where people can find you again? 
Yeah, um, right. Uh, this is going to be unusual for me because normally I share this, these duties with Andy on the podcast. But um, you can find me at Mike G Bell on Twitter, or you can uh, find us on uh, at Fifty Foot Nerds. That's F I F T Y F W O T N E R D S. If you've heard the show and uh, you fancy getting in touch to let us know that that you have then uh, you can email us at uh, 50footnerds at gmail.com, F-I-F-T-Y-F-W-T-N-E-R-D-S at gmail.com. Um, you can get the show by going to iTunes and uh, searching for us there, uh, or you can uh, go to, if you want to see our video content, you can go to video.50footnerds.co.uk. As if you want details about the show uh, that's happening in October, then go and give Soup Productions a like on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Soup Productions UK. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you very much again. Hopefully tonight we'll be able to get some sleep because it's been absolutely boiling and I hate it. <laughs> Fingers crossed, I am roasting my balls off. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's hot as balls in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, until next time. Geek out. I just wanted to say another big thank you to Mike. But also I found a little bit of audio that I wasn't expecting to hear. I left the room for about two minutes, leaving Mike on his own. And this is what happened. I hope you enjoy it because I really did laugh when I heard this. So while Jim's gone away, I'm going to uh, have a little conversation. Uh, let's see, who shall have a conversation? Okay. <clears throat> Hello, it's me, Sean Connery. I'm now the old man Sean Connery version from the later movies where he was all cranky and old. Like, um, uh, The Rock. What do you want to go there for? And, um, Dragonheart. Whoa, I'm a big dragon. Rawr, rawr, look at me, I'm a dragon. Rawr, fire. And I'm Lord Voldemort. Oh, after Harry Potter. And I've got a snake called Nagini. And I'm going to do evil things and kill all the muggles. <laughs> what? No, you're not going to do that. That would be a very naughty thing to do indeed. Why are you going to stop me, Sean Connery? Maybe. Um, if I'm not going to stop you, though, I know someone who can. Yeah, I'll stop you. Me, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've come from the future. Come back to the past. Yeah, kill you all. And then everyone died and Arnie was the only one left alive. Finally, a new thing that I'm doing is actually playing music at the end of every episode. So if you're an artist in a band or if you're... You know, you know of a band, anything like that, then please send your MP3 files to talkingcodswalloppod at gmail.com if you're interested in actually being one of the artists. So I hope that you all get on board. That would be lots of fun. But for today's song, it's from Jerry Butler. Here is his band, Quarterburn, with Die Piggy Die. I hope you enjoy it. Summer nights, Monday nights, wandering through the hillside, wondering what's on your mind. Mental fights of protest sites, wading through the piles of loss. Cerebral screams of horror and screams, never can we count the cost. 
Tales.